But unfortunately, the, the tears had not cleared your eyes enough to realize that we were now cleaning up your vomit and that you should probably have helped. Well, you didn't. I, I turned around and I looked and I go to France. I go, what are you cleaning? He goes, he goes, you're puke. I go, from when? He's like literally he 10 that. seconds ago. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right. Lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Welcome back to Oops Podcast. That's Julio Galarotti to my left. We've got Ryan. We've got Chris. We've got Conrad of Hang Obi in the house. And today's guest is Pat McAuliffe. You got my last name right. You usually calls me Patty McGonagall. I do. <laughs> yeah. But that's not all. You know him from out and about. You know him from your neighborhood gay bar, perhaps. <laughs> you know perhaps him from the don't. glory hall on 18th and 6th. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he taps twice when he's ready. Mm. Um, <laughs> is that thing still there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember we, we ran into each other there a week ago. That thing needs a new. That thing needs some new tape. Uh, this is getting a little splintery lately. Um, Pat, welcome to the show. Uh, so glad to have you. You and I just recently had an absolute bonding, wonderful time yes. together uh, doing the most dangerous game show out in Colorado. Very few de- details on that coming, as mum's the word. <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm hanging in there. I'm worried about you because you ha- did he tell you about like his ordeal on the show? A little bit. You would think growing up in the woods of Maine that this would have been a walk in the park for Francis. I have never seen (laughs) another human so rattled. I mean. Just everything. Like I was. I've known Francis for a long time. We used to do radio together on Sirius XM. Everything about the show seemed to disagree with you. Yeah, it wasn't great for me. (laughs) But I will say, Patty McGonagall, I will say that uh I just stirred the pot. The I think time. it I think it was more the psychological stuff yeah. that that than than the adversity of of the situation. Francis like is a little bit of the boy who cried wolf when it comes to hardship. Like he'll bitch about how difficult the week's going to be, but then like survive quite well and strive. And you're like, "Oh dude, if you were able to do this that well, like why were you so skeptical about it?" That is a we were talking about this at our dinner, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Francis was like, you know, when it comes down to it, I am resilient. And that oh, yeah. is true. Yeah, I can push. I you can did push you did well. I think for you it was I've done these reality shows before and there is a very big psychological element to it because from the second you wake up, literally the second you wake up until you're in bed, there are cameras in your face. You don't have your phone, you don't have any of the things to distract yourself from what's going on, to so become immersed in the game to the point where it's like you almost lose your mind yeah. where it's like all you all I can focus on is like, what's he doing? What's he saying behind mm. over there? I need to get this person over here. I need to do this, do this. And the whole time the producer are just stirring the pot, which I normally love because I'm usually the one stirring the pot. But to be on the receiving end of it with no alcohol involved mm-hmm. is very tough. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, dude. Speaking of alcohol. <laughs> here we go. When the show ended. <laughs> I went and found Pat at a bar. Oh, are we telling the story? Yeah, yeah, I we, think can we, can. It. All right, we can tell it. All right, we can tell it. And <laughs> I had a couple cans of loudmouth soup. 
Patty. I was overserved. I wrote a letter to the bar. But it was <laughs> it was someone's fault. And um I Patty was ordering what were you calling him? Working there, I wasn't calling them there. They were on the menu. It was called a working man special and it was a beer and a shot for six dollars. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, I'll have eight of these with my lunch. <laughs> Fired up. Fired I kept up. giving them to Dana and like when you're around Dana, I just want to feed them drinks yep. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. came in. I came in, they were they were well ahead. And <laughs> uh Patty was on one and yeah. being very funny and he was in his element. It just conducting the spirit of the bar and It was like three PM by the, by the way. Yeah. And and he um Was it really? Oh, it was early. It was so early. <laughs> I didn't realize this I had heard a bit about this story, but I didn't realize it was happening in the middle of the day. Yeah. I thought everyone was sworn to silence, <laughs> but apparently everyone in the in the office knows what happened. Yeah. So so he he's being loud and hysterical. But but uh, it seems totally in control. Out of nowhere, he starts coughing at the bar. Just <laughs> this wasn't out of nowhere. This was after, like I think it was. Like... Yes, but but you had been. Oh, I was fine, fine and yeah. funny up till that point, and just you just started coughing and coughing, coughing, coughing. We're kind of ignoring it, and then you're really coughing, and I said, "Oh, geez, are you okay?" And you don't speak, and you just <laughs> stand up out of the stool. <laughs> Turn and throw up all over the floor. <laughs> all over the floor. And then you rushed yourself to the bathroom. And it was as if, um, you know, when a dog on the Iditarod Trail, they they have to keep running, right? The race is so intense that they've learned to go to the bathroom while they're running. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. You threw up <laughs> while running to the bathroom. You Iditarod trailed your vomit, yeah. leaving a, a, a Milky Way. Of of what you'd eaten, as it, dispersing it as as far and wide as you could across the bar. You know what I do? I blame the water, honestly, for making me throw up because the water didn't mix with the booze. I remember going, "Wow, I'm drinking." It was just too much liquid in my stomach. <laughs> I remember being like, "God, this the water." water is I was like, the "This fault. no." I literally, I, I remember, I remember yeah, when the water, the, the water wasn't agreeing with me. And what is, so, what is were this? you guys at altitude? <laughs> Yeah, we were at like 9,000 feet. And you hadn't been drinking all week, right? No, but I made up for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like I opened the door to the bathroom, and it was probably like the urinal was probably like a good six to eight feet away. I hit the back of the urinal with my throat. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm 33 did. years old, by the way. And so then he, you and don't he, grow out of it. He kids. came out, and you were in, in much better shape. Yeah. But you had tears coming down your eyes <laughs> just from the exertion, <laughs> and you hadn't wiped them away. And you I had, wanted you to see. Yeah. <laughs> you automatically cry when you throw up, though. That's a thing, right? Well, I yes. Think so. But unfortunately, the, the tears had not cleared your eyes enough to realize that we were now cleaning up your vomit and that you should probably have helped. Well, you I, didn't. I turned around and I looked and I go to France. I go, what are you cleaning? He goes, <laughs> he goes, your puke. I go, from when? <laughs> He was like literally ten that. seconds ago. He said <laughs> it was such proudest. skepticism. Yeah, I didn't believe him. I was like, "This guy, yeah, he was like, who, who did that?" And Dude, and amazing. then the the I have to say the weirdest part of this there was it, the bar was pretty empty, but there was one other table. Maybe there were a couple other people in there. There was a table, a high top table, four people who when Pat threw up, 
Everyone went, oh, oh, no. <laughs> and then one guy at that table goes, cut him off. <laughs> it's like, all right, you yeah. fucking hall monitor. Yeah. We know. We get it. We're also, not, they, you know, yeah. we're not, we're not going to give him anymore. But then they you did. sat back down at the bar yeah. and there was a beer from when you'd been sitting in front of you and you went to take a sip and the bartender was not going to stop you. It was, they were the most irresponsible bar. They were like, bad. I should have been cut off five hours yeah. before I was cut off. Yeah. So I had to then take the beer from you and say, no, 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 no. You, you got to have enough. Yeah. But the funniest part about that story is when we were sitting there, it was like me, Francis, Roan, Dana, a bunch of us. And Roan was getting the biggest kick out of just me being drunk at the bar. <laughs> he was actually like sending drinks my way. So I do play Roan at all. I remember I stood up and the bartender goes, hey. Are you driving? And I just slowly turn around, like that Kim Kardashian meme where she goes, <laughs> I just slowly turn around and I just pull my pants down and I just point to my ass and I go, Does that answer your question? He mooned it. And the, the bartender the was bartender. just like, What is happening right now? And then I just walked out, went right to bed. Wait, and then we went out to breakfast the next day. It was, that was a tough one. Wait, yeah. why does the ass answer the question? Are you being defiant? I just mooned them. I don't that know. Is that like being a silly goose? Yeah. He it worked. It played. Yeah, and it was very silly. It was really <laughs> funny to watch. I mean, he did some of the funniest things I've ever seen. And then, yes, the next morning we went out for breakfast, and it was oh you, God. me, and Jackie, and you guys were pretty hungover and banged up. But I was excited to to talk to you guys. And you know something? It was hell. It you was guys hell. were on your phones the whole fucking time, <sighs> and it made me really sad. <laughs> okay. I think this is where you lacked a little self-awareness of the situation because Francis was talking about like, I'm hanging on for dear life at this breakfast. Francis is talking about like gorillas and like the Rwandan rainforest Africa, and like going on and on, which normally I'd be interested in, but I was so hungover. I couldn't focus on anything. Like the phone was keeping me alive at that point. And then at one point, I just got the check in the middle of the meal. Yeah. He, and just stood up and walked out. I still had a full green yeah. juice and a refill of my cold brew sitting in front of me in half my breakfast. And Pat goes, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> pays, just, pays the bill. And then the two of them just stand up. And I'm like, whoa, uh, I have a lot left. Dude, it's over. you're like, yeah, this Italian woman was asking for yeah. I thought we I mean, were going to have a nice breakfast. So I looked at the girl and yeah. I went, mm-mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check, please. Yeah. The breakfast was great because the eggs helped my hangover. Eggs is like the best hangover cure there is. It absorbs the alcohol. I, absorbs the alcohol. Really? I walked out oh, of yeah. that brunch thinking that Pat and Jackie are just fucking assholes. They're just, <laughs> they're just assholes. And, you know, no, because you didn't even give me time to ask for to-go cups. For my beverages. Oh, you don't want to go to go at a breakfast spot when you're out to eat. That's a poverty mentality. You never take to go. <laughs> I, I you take to go juice. food while you're out to eat. The green juice was worth bringing with me. Okay, that's fair. It the was green bring, juice. It was nice one. It was a good one. They'd done well. Yeah, that was. I think what I've learned. Like I know how to handle my hangover so well, and it's just silence and like silence, apple juice, and a cold shower will get rid of my hangover. And uh, I had none of that at yeah. our breakfast this morning. Well. It was brutal. Do you still drink, Julio? Yeah, dude. Yeah? Do we still drink? Dude, I'm a big drinker. Um, But I have questions for you. Drinker. I feel like I'm at my intervention right now. Judging by the Someone's waiting to come in right now. I'm like, yeah, dude. Wait, but you... Okay, so you threw up all over the floor. 
Yeah. Now, this is so embarrassing. When's the I'm last 33. time you threw up from drinking? Probably a decade ago. Okay. So yeah. I wasn't sure if this was your thing or not. No, no. Well, actually, the last time I threw up, I was actually with Gaz at a bar called LPR. You know that Le bar? Le Poisson Rouge. We yeah. The bands. And I threw up into my hand there. And nice. that was in 2017. And that was the okay. last time. Did you eat it like a bird? No. I'm, I'm sure I would have if someone told me it was food. But no. <laughs> By the way, was... a bird shit on me today. Oh, As I'm nice. speaking of a bird. Is that so? I think that's supposed to be good luck. It's very good luck. It's, birds have shit on me many times, and I gotta be honest, I can't recall having good luck from any of those times. Yeah. So this hopefully is gonna be the day. Well, this show is gonna rip. So this that's show is gonna fucking <laughs> this is the one. This well, is the go. one. But you don't really drink, Francis. You're responsible when you drink. Well, that's. I don't know that I could say that I don't Francis really drink. Francis can can get in there, yeah. dude. I'll get in the trenches. Francis, can I, get but in I have there. a very good. Uh, I have a hard stop. I have like yeah. a, a governor in my motor where I get to a point and something switches and says <laughs> no more and I will abide by it and I won't but, slip past it. Dude, I, the I governor to like water or seltzer that's water. That's called maturity. But it yeah. sets in, bro, this guy can drink a lot. Don't yeah. don't be fooled here. Yeah. I mean, th- that governor could kick in at drink number 10 potentially. Yeah, I can go Just saying. I he... can send it deep with this. When I'm when I'm up for it, ooh. Yeah. When's, when's the last time you saw Francis shit face? I don't know, dude. Like, definitely recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, 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 he, he's also probably one of my favorite people to drink with. Yeah. You're tough. <laughs> to drink. O- to drink only with. because you just. You're tough. You want us to, like, light ourselves on fire yeah. and then deal with the consequences. There's no off switch. Let's get there as no. fast as we can yep. and then let the night have at us. I went through a thing where I stopped drinking beer because it took too long. Yeah. So I had to go. Because yeah. I love love vodka like mm-hmm. i love i can just drink just cups of vodka i love yeah. it but then you throw up oh, but then you throw up on the bar you then vomit if you do that but Were you no, taking I, shots of vodka with the working man oh probably i had whiskey. every oh. kind of spirit you could whiskey imagine and beer it was it was a deadly combination it was I, fun i yeah <laughs> i had a blast that day yeah. <laughs> it was a fun it was fun. i like drinking with people who don't usually drink and then getting them really mm. drunk yeah. like if someone's hesitant about drinking while you're out with them that i love because then it's like because then it's like a challenge you're just like, you're you're like an abusive man you're just yeah, a frat, frat chair a frat like you i got you a little while we were out i was pretty i was i was getting there for sure yeah. i mean i was but like i was blessed to have not been with you the blessed whole time. to have not been with you <laughs> i was lucky to have missed chapter one yeah, chapter one was brutal. I was yeah. there alone for like an hour before anyone came. Mm-hmm. I was like, we should start. Everyone was like, it's 11 a.m. <laughs> but no, that's that's the that's my most fun. Like our friend Large, who we used to do the radio show with, is like that too. Like yeah, if someone can... says no, it's just like it makes the whole day great because then you want to just push drinks oh, on okay. them. You'll drink yeah. whatever they want. You know, he knows exactly what Large I'm talking gets about. After it, yeah. and he's he's very he's very solid. He doesn't show that much he doesn't unravel you can't tell you can't tell he doesn't get loose no with not it really he he's holds just his like own. one of those men from a different time who i mean he's a big guy too. yeah the opposite of me i wear yeah. it just on my sleeve completely different person when i start drinking <laughs> you're like oh you're gonna let me drink alone you're like one of those guys oh god yeah he starts calling himself aunt pat Oh, I don't know why I was doing that. Aunt Pat. Aunt Pat. I Aunt think because that's what I called myself for my nephew, Aunt Pat. Yeah. yeah, that was a that was a disaster. Do you go out with people from work here? Not really ever, right? Uh not not often. I yeah. mean I like to. I like yeah. to. I just you know, it's always sort of a spur of the moment. Hey, you want to get a drink after work? It's not yeah. a 
Friday night, what do you guys want to do tonight type right. thing. You don't drink with anyone around here, do you? I mean, I it's not that I don't want to. I just am like, I don't feel comfortable like attempting to get involved in people's plans right. because I'm not like integrated quite enough. So if I were to be like, what are you guys doing tonight? I'd be like the over eager guy. And every, I'd be afraid people were talking shit about me. <laughs> Is that, I, that happens? You no, but I, I'm not. I'm not quite in a place where I'm like, hey, what should we do with people? Right. I'm not like against it. I, I'd like to. In fact, I've also yeah. done it too much. Like with people for, like I know. I've had my time going out with people from work here. Like I'm over it, but it's good. It's like, it it kind of like solidifies your longevity in a way. You know what I mean? You like know everybody. You're like, you become more indispensable. Yeah. Mm. Is that right? Too much time together is also not a good thing. Mm. If you work with someone, there needs to be some sort of separation. Yeah. Balance. Yeah. Balance. Yeah. Yeah. Balance. You struggle with balance. I very much struggle with balance. (laughs) Very much so. That's so funny. So, Patty, uh, you you have seen runaway success with your podcast. For the record, <laughs> Pat, how were you hired here many years ago? I was hired here. Um, I was working for MTV at the time, and I found out that Barstool moved to New York, and I hated my job. So I was like, I'm going to write in every day, see if I can get some attention. So I would send a blog a day in. I sent an initial blog saying, hey, I'm going to write to you kind of prefacing what I was going to do. No one read it, of course. Mm-hmm. But then I sent a blog in every day for a couple months. It's like the Shawshank Redemption model. Yeah, yeah this literally. Is the, the Riggs model. This is how Riggs <laughs> yeah. got hired, too. This, well, this is back before, like, Barstool had money. So mm-hmm. you actually, it was difficult to get hired here. Um, and so I wrote in, wrote in, wrote in, and then eventually I got an email back from Dave that said, what's your deal? That was it. <laughs> because no it was punctuation, no nothing. I think it was, your stuff's pretty good. What's your deal? Or maybe oh, Feidelberg nice. emailed me first. And I was like, wait, people are reading So how did they stuff? find it? How did these guys even get it? I sent it to tips at barstoolsports.com. Got it. And then I think I guessed a couple emails. Every once in a while, I'd send one to Dave. Every once in a while, i send one. Um, and it was different each one. Each blog. Was different. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was my thing. I was like, just do one a day, kind of yeah. a, like a good quality blog. Send it in. How long did that take for them to get reply? Uh, like two months. Look at this, folks. This Dude, is a good lesson. It was Riggs, consistent. I mean, I sent Riggs one did it every for a day. Year. Riggs did it for a year and sent a blog to Dave every day for a year. Wow. And then finally got hired through sheer force of will. Good and now yeah. he's you know, one of the most successful people here. Yeah, it was, the same, it was the same kind of deal here. And then Personality type. He brought me in um, to like check out the office, I guess. Or I think he said, hey, we c- you can start this up. And I was like, what does that mean? I was like, am I hired? He was like, no. I was like, well, can I come check out the office? He's like, yeah, come check it out. So I came in and I went on the rundown and I told everyone that I was hired. I was like, maybe if I just will it into existence, it'll happen. You truly are a cowboy, dude. So I went, so the rundown came out and Dave was like, you're not hired. I was like, well, I already told everyone I am. So then he brought me on the radio show and kind of had me like pitch why he thinks I should be brought on. And it was, I was an awful pitch. I was nervous. It was terrible. So that led to like a year, a uh, little less than a year of like part-time work um, where I was just blogging and doing my thing. And that eventually transformed into a full-time job working on the radio show with Francis. Mm-hmm. Um, then a couple more years of blogging and then the show out and about that I'm on now. So it was not, it was not an easy road no, to get in here. It was a lot, of, a lot of hard work. He ate a lot of shit. He was the producer on our, our radio show, oh, which wow. was seven in the morning. Dude, was I remember that. Five days a week. I can't believe you did that still. He, yeah. he did it and, as, as, and never missed a day either. Crazy. And, and, you know, it just 
sometimes a lot of, it's amazing how many people who work at this company have found a way from an editing chair or a a a job that is not forward facing not content and just kept putting some flavor forward something you know i know people don't really know me for this but this i like doing this too right and over over time and just effort and perseverance i mean pat is a remarkable testament to that because you had a very thankless job for a very long time the producer yeah it was just so early i think if that show was late like no one is at their best self when they wake up at it's seven in the morning. Everyone's cranky. Yeah. Everyone's hungry. Everyone's at each other's throat. Yeah. By the time Friday rolls around, you're ready to fucking kill yourself. It's yeah. brutal. Yeah. And then you do it again on Monday. But I mean, I think it's a good thing that we did that. Like, I think that proved a lot that proved how committed we were to at least being. Yeah. There. It was amazing how committed we were and we really believed in it, even though it was bad. Well, <laughs> Hey, no, I was going to say that I, it, it became apparent that there was very little money yes. for the whole serious deal. Yep. And that I think the serious shows in general just didn't mean that much to the company. Yeah. Which was this weird disconnect. Of, it was strange. We also didn't get metrics, which is tough. Now it's all yeah. very transparent. Like, you know how your show's doing. We get emails every week from data, like we can see on YouTube. Then it was just kind of this, like, blanket deal where you didn't have any leverage to like negotiate how much you should be making because you didn't even know what the serious deal was. You didn't know how well the show was. We could guess that we were doing well, yeah. but that was just basically based on how we were feeling that day. Yeah, but <laughs> Oh, that was a good show. This show must be doing well. Did you, right. did you, um, were you on the show when we got called into serious? Yeah. Does he know that story? No. Oh my God. So early on, yeah, that, that's a, the original juicy. iteration <laughs> of the show was built around uh, uh this young woman named julie who had been a espn sideline reporter she was sort of the host and then willie cologne and i were you know co-hosts and um it was not going well we did not have <laughs> they did they no camp there was like kind of an odd cog in the wheel you and willie were fine willie and i got god yeah. we were on the same page and, and i think there was just a little bit of a i don't know a disconnect separate from large that was a different Large show? was not part of the show yet. This is pre-large. Pre-large. Yeah. This was the original show. It was supposed to be the three of us. And it wasn't going well. We were just really running into sort of roadblocks of, oh, we can't go there. Really? Okay. And oh, this so was also like peak, like Me Too. You were getting like, feedback after yeah, episodes were coming out? Yeah. So no, no, no. It was like Julie did not want us to talk about certain things. That every other show was talking about, Got whether it. it was sex or, you know, kind of just being. She wanted to be in complete control, like creatively of the show, yeah. I think. And you guys wanted something different, like more loose. And she like wanted to plan shit out. I uh, think she came from this ESPN background that was structured and professional. Segment and two, segment three. Yeah. And Willie and I were like, let's just, Fuck this it. is Barstool. Like we're, you know, right. let's, let's rip it up. Let's talk about smoking weed. Let's. You know, drinking all this bullshit, <laughs> and um, you know, I, no discredit to to Julia. You know, I, she's she's killing it, and and I think I don't know, but it, at, just for that show and at that time, we we struggled to kind of get out of the blocks a little bit, and so Sirius called us into their headquarters, and they have this ridiculous, you know, big building, yeah, shiny, massive office, huge operation, 
and you got to get name tags to go in. You got to like <laughs> yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Take the elevator up 50th floor, Midtown Manhattan. You ever see Stern pop out of his parking spot? No. Do you guys know about that? No. He has a parking spot that goes up to the floor. <laughs> really? The wow. But serious, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. He has like whole half of the floor up there. He's a beast, yeah. He's like, their entire company. I've seen him yeah. walk by once or twice, and he's like, he's tall. He's yeah. like, he has a good presence. So we get called <laughs> Stern, in. Great present. Just saying. <laughs> and they, they sit us down in a conference room and, you know, no snacks. <laughs> I was looking. Wearing you down. I, that's, that's, when I knew, that's when I knew we were in trouble. Uh, there, there was, was no comforts. There was no, no help yourself to those uh, gummy bears. So they sort of start talking to us about, you know, how to improve and, 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 why things are not going well and all of this. <laughs> and we kind of come back to the office, to Barstool, in the middle of the day, feeling like, oh, man, I guess I guess we're not we're not really doing that well. What does that mean? How do you quantify not doing well, per his, to his point? Because we were the only show that got called in. Yeah, but what about the show wasn't going well? The content, people weren't listening. It would be, well, we didn't know if people weren't listening because we didn't get metrics. Did they know? But it would be if they know. But yeah. I think it would be a thing where, like, we would have a show and it would be like, Francis and Willie were like hitting it off, doing well. And, you know, maybe they touch on a topic like, you know, sex or whatever. And Julie, rather than going with it on the show, would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Let's go to break. Yeah. And I won't be like, what some the of our fuck moms are going? listening. Yeah. Things like that. So she would try and maintain control through like controlling, through steering conversations on the air rather than like coming up with a plan ahead. It was just a bizarre push and pull of like this where is the conversation going on air so nothing really ever got to where it should be in terms of like flowing or you know really exhausting a topic on the air because every time him and willie got going julie would cut it short because she either a wasn't comfortable talking about it or b felt like on the outs right. where she was the first chair so she should be the one driving the there was a disconnect with yeah. with what was going to be the content of the episode now were you like aware of this while it was happening oh yeah and just like how are we gonna solve this problem one time one time she cried she she got really upset i don't know that that's feels like the wrong way to i think i think what happened was i finally got to a point where i pushed back yeah and said you know what what, what's happening here like this is going well and and i feel like you're kind of stopping the progress and she got upset and started crying, and <laughs> which was, it's like eight in the morning, which was the yeah. And we part. went, we like, she was like, we're gonna go to commercial break, you know that oh, kind of on thing. the episode, yeah. that? dude, it and was then, bad. And man. then in in the commercial break, we only have you know four minutes or some shit. She's like, she starts really crying, and she goes, you know, can you just apologize? <laughs> and I said, I'm not going to apologize for offering what I consider to be important it. notes for this structure of what we're doing here. I'm, you know, and, and Willie after was like, man, that was the most gangster shit I've ever seen. <laughs> He's like, I've never, seen, I've never seen someone tell a white woman I'm not apologizing <laughs> yeah. when they're crying. Oh, he said true. that, and I was like, yeah. this is cool. I, <laughs> remember that's Willie funny. was like, if I do that, I'm the big bad black man. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, and I felt vindicated. But, you know, look, I, again, I feel bad uh, that Julie's not here to sort of <laughs> defend her herself. Um, and, and I hope that we're not 
telling a version that is so far from what what how she saw it because again she's incredible very professional she was hired for a reason right i i got the show because of her she was the one who was like that guy give him a shot and then basically chose me so i i you know i really think highly of her um and want to make sure it just it was just like different different idea right. of how we thought you the guys go. wanted to make different shows yeah dude whenever people go, come over my apartment the first thing i do is i show them some hang on wait yes see let me let me put you on to something well as brand ambassadors i think that is uh, we are we it's 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 something we should do it's in our best interest carry the torch of this incredible brand and this incredible company that we love so much we love hang on baby man yeah open the fridge and and welcome them to the rest of their life i gave my friend andy a wake the other day and he loved it he went dude this is good yeah andy knows and i could tell he meant it it wasn't a like oh you're a brand ambassador so therefore I need to pretend I like it. He really liked it. That's it. That's how it goes, man. You know, we're spreading the good word like Johnny Appleseed. Mm-hmm. We're, we're we're spreading the love. I don't know if he spread. He didn't really spread the good word so much as just apple seeds. <laughs> well, I lo- I love the way that that each Hangobi flavor has its own identity and its own completely different flavor. Mm. You know what I mean? It's a really mm. unique thing about it in a way. Um, it's like you're drinking three completely different beverages. Right. As opposed to like some other beverages, like you know you're drinking that beverage. Right. But it's just like a different version. Like these are standalone drinks. They're all delicious. They all have different utility. The wake will give you a little bit of a pep. The calm will calm you down. And the essential is just for some good living at all times. Absolutely. Uh, And you will feel the difference and also taste the difference. It's a great beverage. We love Conrad. He always comes in and hangs out at the show to the point where he's almost like our sidekick. Mm -hmm. Conrad is on Oops the Podcast more than anybody besides Chris and Ryan. That's right. Besides the direct team. Conrad is the godfather of Oops the Podcast. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the same way Francis is uh, a godfather. So you'll be hearing more about that in the next episode. Yeah. But anyway, uh, right now you can go to hangobi.com. Use promo code Oops, I am hung. You'll receive 30% off your order, Francis. 30%. Uh, Hangobi's now in over 500 stores, and they're about to spread a bit more now in the Texas region, greater Maryland area. There will be Hangobi slowly taking over like a healthy plague mm. that we could all use more of. <laughs> Hangobi.com, promo code Oops, I'm Hung, 30% off of your order. Go get yourself some. Right? Oh, and by the way, to the point of the Sirius meeting, when Dave found out that we had been yeah. called to Sirius to be sort of told. Reprimanded. That, yeah. Coached. He was, he was furious. Oh, yeah. He was furious at them. He was like, you don't get creative control over the shows that you've told us to make. We do that. And he was really mad. But that was like a light bulb because I'm here like, wait, wait a second. Why are we listening to these people? She would defer to them and we would defer to Barstool. It it, it made me more sure that putting our loyalty in in the camp of Barstool was the right play. Because our listeners were Barstool listeners, not just broader, serious listeners. Um, And so that was a very interesting kind of behind-the-scenes moment. Eventually, Julie went... uh, went elsewhere in the show was down to me and Willie. Um, and it was just the two of us and obviously Pat on a mic and Za on a mic, you know, in the control room, but the two of us did the show for a year and I did not miss a single show for a whole year live Monday se- through Friday, Monday through Friday, seven in the morning. Were there any blackout weeks? No, dude. I think maybe, maybe, maybe fourth of July, there, like we, yeah. we had like a couple days yeah, off. I wish you. we could play the clip of, 
the hardest I've ever seen you and Willie laugh was when I Willie tried to have me speak Dothraki yeah, on the show. Do you remember that? <laughs> That's hilarious. I wish we could play that. And you were just like, the show is bad. Yeah, you're hurting this. the show. You're you guys get us had good. Into you guys, yeah. It was brutal. You guys had good chemistry though. And we then did. Large came in, and it was good because it took some of the pressure off. We needed another. We yeah. needed help. I I needed help because I was. <laughs> Five days a week. <laughs> I was doing five days a week of that. Then I was blogging all day. How long is the show? Creating video content at Barstool. Two hours. Were you guys like helping structure it? Were you like, all right, Barely. we're going to talk about this? Yeah. We went more towards just shoot the show. We would, it's kind of crazy to That's think crazy. about. <laughs> you guys would get on the air with no plan. Yeah. And for two hours. And you can't stop talking on radio. It's not like no. a podcast where you can edit it. Because then people yeah. are in the car and it's just, they think something happened. Dude, there, there were days, there were days where... I mean, we'd come in hungover. Hell we'd yeah. come in. I would have had too much, too many edibles the night before, and I'd still be like on a different planet. And Did you have other responsibilities here during that time. A lot. Oh, yeah. So after the show was done, you I worked had... all day, and then I did stand up at night, and then I was touring on the weekends. And after a year of that, what I year was, is this? I was breaking down. Um, he's resilient, dude. He's resilient. Yeah. This guy. Well, I did that. I, I was, I was a nobody. I, I didn't, I didn't have any. Nobody, I, I was young at Barstool and like, I, you know, this is how everyone who has kind of become anything here, I think, has had to embrace uh, that level of, of hustle. Um, everyone was very hungry at that point yeah. to try. And, and I think we still are. Obviously, you want to take things to the next level. But at that point, it was like everyone was trying to carve out a niche. Yeah. Like the company was growing like crazy. It was like, how can I eat? How right. can, can I, I get be some part of this? Of this? Yeah. yeah, put me on this, put me on that. I'll yeah. do anything. I'll take on more. I'll take on more. And uh, you know, by the end of that year, it was it was just too much. There was a period. Willie went on. <laughs> Willie went on Has his. Has he met Willie? You two know week. He's like a three hundred and seventy pound guy from the Bronx. He doesn't work here. Played anymore? for Pittsburgh no. Steelers. He's a, he's won a Super Bowl. Hilarious. He's an incredible person. Yeah. What he doesn't he do know now? how funny he is. I he's don't think. funny. He's also very earnest. He like uh, lives by codes. Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> he lives by codes. Yeah, he he's got old school like yeah. values. Um, he cared about. He's like, we are a team. We're yeah, a we are family. <laughs> yeah, we are family. That kind of thing. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then there were times when he and I, we would go out, and he would want to go to a nightclub. Yeah, and I would I would go. Just, I would bring him to a nightclub, and he, the understanding was that he was going to pay for everything. Yeah, and he liked doing that. And then I'd like throw him. He'd be like, "Why don't you throw him the next day?" He had get a bunch to, of money from football. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we would go, and he, and we would go to work on Monday, and be a Friday. We'd go to work work on Monday, and be like, "Hey man, thanks for everything. Like, do you want me to pitch in?" And he's like, "Yeah, just throw me five hundred bucks." And I'd be like, hey. just five hundred, oh, no. just five hundred. And then I'd have to go withdraw five hundred dollars <laughs> from a bodega ATM like oh. five separate times, and then hand him cash in twenties. And he's like, they didn't have hundreds. And I'm like, no. Dude, I went to I went to Magic City Strip Club with him wow. in Atlanta on a trip on a trip for like Natty Light or something. And we walked in, and it was already very uncomfortable for me. And he handed me a thousand dollars in ones. He's like. Go have fun. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah. Go have fun. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like putting some in my pocket, but that was it. Was me, him, Glenny, um, Nick Mulcahy from upstairs, and that was that was like peak Willie because yeah. he was so comfortable in a strip club, and none of us were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very. What fun. is That's- Magic City like? I've been here. I've heard about it for years from everybody from it's, rap songs. It's why it's 
everything you think it would be. So Monday is their big day. Um, I, I mean, that's I don't dark. even know how to describe it. It's that's, just that like, shouldn't be the way of things. Yeah, I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. It's just like a hood strip club with the dancers are very nice, good at right? what they do. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. And it's like inside. it's like stunning women. Not really. No, or, or, the women aren't that stunning. We had a great time, and then I large had oh at one point Willie went on his two week honeymoon, which yeah. had been delayed. Where would he go? I think he went to Greece or did a cruise or something. I think it was a cruise, a high-end cruise. Out of nowhere, he was like, yeah, I'm going to be gone for the next two weeks. And I was the only person on the show. Did you have, like, guests? Dude, I had to book. I had Pat co-host the show. But then I also had, like, Sam Marill one one day, Gary Goleman another day. I was just mining comedians. And this was sort of before we had really opened up that avenue to comedians and i had to tell them like hey it's 7 a.m fyi and these comedians would come in they were like i haven't been up this early in 10 years (laughs) and uh goldman was great i remember what's that goldman was great goldman was good yeah Yeah, we had will will sylvans did one um i don't know it's just it was all over the place there was no supervision though you would think for like which i think is why the serious deal obviously money was part of it was like went the way it went because there was no direction like our main host left for two weeks and no one cared it was just like on yeah. us to book guests and do whatever there was no oversight whatever no. we could do whatever Wait, we but, wanted but that was once the the person that you were working with previously left because i mean you guys got called in and slapped on the wrist at one point did it change to you can do whatever the fuck you want I well, think it was always that way. We just never saw it. As we that never way. knew, and, yeah. and once it was <laughs> we never knew. <laughs> once once it was me and Willie. I think the show started to pick up a little Got bit, yep. and then we brought Large in, and we created a Willie would do Monday through Friday because that was that was all he did at Barstool. Um, he didn't have like after the show was over, he would go home <laughs> at nine a.m. He was getting paid way more than you. Because he was like, oh yeah, probably, yeah, probably, probably, yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> Defin- definitely, you're like Willie's like shark you. of an NFL agent. Yeah. Yeah. He had such a great deal. Yeah. Two hours a day, zero preparation, making yeah. a fuck ton of money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we, um, and then and then he, <laughs> <laughs> we brought Large in to because Willie went away and Large co-hosted with me. He had just been hired. He was great. I introduced Large to Willie. Willie and Large started hitting it off, and then we decided, let's do this. Let's have Willie host every day. It'll be Willie and Francis Monday and Wednesday, Large and Willie Tuesday and Thursday, and then the three of us on Friday. Oh, cool. And that that was such a better... Just to have two mornings a week that I could sleep till like 8.30 yeah. instead of 5.30. <laughs> it's almost like the perfect... Like like being wide awake at 8.30 yeah. is sick. I know exactly, and then the two days you feel like you accomplished something. Yeah, it's like I was up early. I worked hard these two days. Right, and we, uh, but Fridays, large started created this thing called Gentleman's Friday, which was just an ornate way of saying we're gonna drink and eat fucking charcuterie at <laughs> seven in the morning. I it, hated it. I was so I bad. Hated I hated it too. They, it was just chewing into the mic for two hours, and <sighs> and also like drinking wine at seven a.m. And yeah. and eating Parmesan, <laughs> well, how is that normal? That's Seven a.m. Parmesan. It was just insane. bad radio, and they loved it too. So you couldn't like you didn't want to tell them it was bad because it was their idea. But yeah, it there'd was be not... like four comments that are like, "It's time for Gentlemen's Friday," and they'd be like, "See, See? the fans love it." And I'm like, "What about the forty-eight comments that are like, fuck Fridays?'" <laughs> right? You know? Exactly. 
Um, it was tough. Crazy, dude. I would do another YouTube show. So, like, when the Chicago people move out there, they're redoing this. I don't know if you guys talked about this. Like, they're trying to make this more of, like, a comedy hub. They want to maybe have a lead-in show mm-hmm. to uh, The Yak. I would do a lead-in show if it was, like, I don't know, two or three days a week. Absolutely. I think that would be good visibility. Easy to get some sponsors on there. Totally. Would you do that? I, I want to do every day. I have yeah. no problem committing every day to that. And I don't, I, I'll, I'll fucking be the one consistent guy and whoever else wants to come in and, and rotate in and out. Great. But I am ready to put my foot down right now and say that I will <laughs> commit. I nothing would make me happier than to have a daily thing that I can hang my hat on and say, this is, this is a show. This is a thing. We're doing this. Let's fucking go. What's the dream lineup? Would you do it like a yak lineup almost where you're kind of the main guy and then you rotate people in and out? Look, like- I mean, I, I, I can't say that I'm, I can't say that I'm the best guy for that. I'm just saying that I would be willing to do it. Um, <laughs> and I think that, yeah, like, uh, you know, like the yak, have it, have it be somewhat rotating loose, you know, uh, of the, of the people who, who are here that we think would be great. The two of you, Roan. Sass, uh, Maddie Smith. Um, I'd like to make it a little bit more kind of maybe mix a Joey in here and there. Absolutely, absolutely. Whoever's Should we up do for that? It. Should we do a, yes, a lead-in show to the? Sure. Is that what we're saying right now? That's what we're saying. Now the question is, do we really want it to be the lead-in? Because remember, Chicago's <laughs> one hour behind us, right? Okay. So that means that they're if they're putting doing the yak at noon. Excuse me, at at, at one p.m. That's really 2 p.m. our time. So, yes, you're right. It would have to be the lead-in. Yeah. So, have, so we would do it at 2 p.m.-ish. Because they go no, We would do it at 1, or 1 if it were 1 hour or, 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 or noon our time. We should do it. And that's noon would be 11 a.m. So it would give us two hours, theoretically. I think that would be fun. I think it's a, an absolute must. We're in a contract year. Why not, why, not load, <laughs> why not load things up? Are we? You mean for you? No. I got like a year and a half left. Everyone's in a contract year? No, no. I'm just saying this is perfect timing for me. Yes, I'm trying there you to stack go. myself before yeah. the before the Put new deal. Put up some numbers before. Yeah. You know. yeah. Exactly. That's it. I love it, dude. Making it happen. Guys, we are very excited because we're about to unbox our uh penguin original penguin order. Original penguin, the OP. Uh which is a heritage brand of uh Perialis. Yeah. So let's check it out. Without further ado. Invented in 1955, brought into the world, birthed the original penguin. Let's see what we got here, dude. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sick pants. Little little navy trowel. Doesn't hurt to buy some, to get yourself some navy trowel. Dude, look at these puppies. These are going to look so cute in your little tush. Damn. Look at these. Damn. Gas. Those are cool. Oh, dude. Sick white tea. I like The these. fresh penguin logo. Look at uh, that, dude. Man, penguin stuff is really nice. Look at this, dude. What the <gasps> heck? Dude. What the heck? What the heck? This stuff is really nice, these bro. These polos are sick. Dude, this like orange collar. Yeah. This is fire, bro. Those are going to work nicely. These slap. Okay, yeah. let's see what we got in the Slappity other box. slap slap. Dude, this is really, really solid stuff. I mean, penguin is where it's at. It's cool to, to get on board with the brand when they're having their sort of like second moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, really, really cool stuff. Really classic. I also think it would make a great gift. Yeah. Um, and these, you can- these trousers are sort of like a, an awesome stretch blend, um, which they look dressy and they can be worn dressy. 
but they're also going to be super comfortable. I can already tell. I love what these are made yeah, of. Those are sick, dude. These are so nice. Super, super cool. Yeah. Um, you should go and get yourself some penguin. Absolutely. Original Penguin. So right now you can shop Original Penguin's Spring Summer 23 collection at OriginalPenguin.com and enjoy an original good time. What about you, Julia? How's it going for you here? It's it's good, dude. You know, Uh, I don't know. Like, I've enjoyed being here. It's fun. I've enjoyed meeting everybody, doing some of the shows. It's been a good time. How was that Chaps thing? What was your response to What was your oh, reaction funny. when he wrote that back? So oh, we, this is Pat. This is what he does. Yeah. We've never here talked about I mean, let's get a clip. Pat, okay. right? We're sitting here. Pat <laughs> loves to. Did you already talk about this? We have never talked Not about really. this. really. No. I wrote a blog about the, the oh. editor here. What? He asked me. No. He's, he's I just like, go, Pat's like, here we go. <laughs> no, this this will be your go. biggest clip. No, this send is, it over this to Chuck fun. for Viva. This will be great. This is fun. So I wrote a blog because it was the day that some YouTuber like either went missing or it was like realized that he had gotten kind of kidnapped oh, or right, captured. Blog about someone that went missing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, so. uh, you should have talked to me first. Yeah. Oh, well, I know a but, thing or two about a thing or two. Anyway, <laughs> it, there's, a, there's a story about this guy getting captured by the Taliban, basically. So the editor was like, oh, you like were over there. Do you want to write a blog today? This would be a good day to do it. I was like, okay, cool. Which editor? Nate. I also told you, yo, you should definitely do this. Francis did too. And I, I agreed. And and so I put it out and initially like it was it was doing pretty well. Uh it was like pretty visible. I don't know how exactly how that works, but I know it was one of the like top blogs of the day. So very cool, whatever. Then uh this other guy who works here wrote uh like wrote a response blog basically saying that my blog was the stupidest thing that has ever been published here. <laughs> uh and that it was like a Taliban sympathizing blog which it was not uh and even to the point where in my title was like so he did a thing where he like quoted my quoted something where it made it seem like i said he that put in quotes i did it. something that julio hadn't said was it from was it quotes from a, a news article no no was it was just format it was quotes like? like a blog today that was published was literally called quote the taliban is not that bad or something like that yeah. which it was not it wasn't called that i think that's uh i think that's libel so anyway, what, regardless, not liable, but you can't misquote somebody in quotation marks. That's, but sometimes on titles you can summarize and like put the summary. Well, of, you put that in brackets, then. So, dude, I think my title. I, don't know that. I, I think know my that. title was literally, you know, I got held by the Taliban and it sucked, something like that. Yeah. And people in the comments were like, "You shouldn't be allowed to change the title of a blog. This is fucked up." And I'm like, "Dude, this was the original title." I'm like replying to people. I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> Jesus Christ." So anyway, I don't say anything to the guy. I've never, I've never, actually never met him. Um, and around 6 p.m. I get a text. So he must have published that at three at 6 p.m. He texts me and he's like, dude, like this is, uh, this, you can say his name. this is me. Yeah. This is chaps, whatever. He's like, I'm really sorry that I did that. That was like, not cool. I don't he know. asked me for Julio's number to write him an apology. Anyway, I sent that a screenshot soon after he day. published yeah. it. And I don't know if, I don't know if, uh, well, regardless, I took a screenshot. I don't think he knows this, but I took a screenshot. I sent it to Francis, and I was like, "Is someone fucking with me, dude?" He didn't think it was real. I thought it was a prank. He like, didn't think it was real. Was it a long apology? It was a pretty sincere apology, dude. I immediately accepted it, and I was kind of in the back of my head, like, "Well, if you really meant it, you'd write a follow-up blog," which he did. Literally within hours of publishing the first one, and to me, completely water under the bridge, fully forgiven, no ill will toward him. It's completely fine. He just, uh, so for clarity, Chaps was shot by the Taliban. So I think that's where he was no, an I thought, immediate emotional he sh- response. I wasn't he, he shot like- in Iraq 
Wasn't it by the tell? I don't know. I thought he was shot in Iraq. Uh, I could be wrong about that. So he, he was said, shot by someone. Okay, overseas. so he he, he had fought. Said, he, he, he fought. Yeah, but fought. that's why he it was such an immediate and emotional response. He was like, "Fuck these guys." Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, I I sort of get that. Um, if what Francis said is true that he was in Iraq and Afghanistan, now I don't know where he was. It makes it a more a bit more of a stretch, I will say. Um, and I in no way was saying that I like the Taliban. Like that's I, the key. I right. said that they were like I said they were principled. It doesn't mean that I think that those are good principles. I just said that they're principles. You basically and- said that your experience was different than one of somebody who had been captured by the Taliban. I was basically trying to figure out, like, why was I not captured, but this guy was captured, and what goes into getting captured? So we were kind of talking about that a little bit. I don't know, dude. I, as a kind of clandestine, like, non-fucking wartime person, who was there? <laughs> it's not, you know. Was so- that the last blog you wrote? Yes. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think that, and that's not why. But let, that yeah. is the last one I've written. And I don't know. I think he realized that what I was saying wasn't at odds with anything that he had done. Of course, I have all the respect in the world for anybody who served. Like I'm on their side. To, you know, especially in the Afghanistan situation. Like there's a very clear and fair objective that I, of course, agree with. Um, but you know, I, most of the time too, I've talked to lots of people who've been in Afghanistan and who uh, served over there, and they're like really fascinated to just hear my about my experience there. And talking about like the nuance of it and like saying the things that they loved about it versus so I've never been met with that sort of resistance. So it was like kind of a wake up call for me to be like, okay, like maybe this is a thing that I'm going to have to deal with a bit when I do stuff like this. I think the net net of it was good. Everyone's yeah. stuff got read more. I, Donnie, the wonton Don, who you've worked, you told me the funniest story I've ever heard about the wonton Don. <laughs> we had him we were on camping, recently. by the way. Oh my God. God. Wonton Don is a legend, dude. Oh, he's he's a legend. He was in Afghanistan, or was it Iraq? He went to Iraq. Iraq, Iraq. yeah. Yeah, yeah. They both went to Iraq. We both went to Iraq. Um, I don't think he went to Afghanistan, but he got pretty close. He was like near the border, but I don't think he's ever been. I wish we could tell that story about... No, uh, no, we that's can't. not. No, of course not. But man, <laughs> that was. Good. But but um, you know, it was a it was a it was a, a funny moment for me. Not funny, but I said I urged Julio, hey, your experience is somewhat similar to this guy in the news. This seems like a good time to write about what you you know. Go mm-hmm. ahead, yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, okay. And then he does, and then immediately. <laughs> Someone wrote the worst blog that's ever been written on Barstool <laughs> yeah. Sports today, calling the Taliban good people. And I'm like, huh. which you I know? did not do. By the way. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. sorry, Julio. Yeah, <laughs> no, but dude, like it, you know. And it's funny for the most part, like that is completely water under the bridge. There are one, well, and it certainly is between me and and Chops. But the guy, like, there are always the occasional person who will still comment something about the Taliban, like me, like being a Taliban sympathizer on like a random thing. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, and let me guess. Also, the Taliban's not that bad. Like out of context. I'm yeah. like, what are you talking about? But they'll, they'll, keep, they'll keep saying that. You know, it'll fade and, and become less and less frequent. The it, issue is that you read the comments. It's impossible not to. It depends. To. You it still depends. do, really? I'm talking, people tweet at you. Yeah, that's true. It, and it's just in your activity. As long as I'm not misunderstood, I don't mind any bad comments. As long as they don't, if they haven't tapped into like a really intense insecurity, I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm sitting like this right now because once I sat like this and a person just zoomed in and took a screenshot and went, ooh, that's tough. 
So, now, <laughs> so I'm now sitting like this, and that's why it has affected my behavior moving oh, forward. No. You're sitting like a lady. No, but I agreed. Like it didn't like the way that it looked. So I'm like, all right, thanks at least for showing me that, dude. Jeez. Is that a really intense insecurity for you, the crotch region? I guess I don't know. It wasn't before. It just looked bad, and like yeah. the, the angle was bad. I just looked like shit, as as people do at some point when they're on a camera. Having lump here. With lump your legs good. apart on camera is not. It's not cute. That's not nice. Oh, you want the lump. No, you, don't you don't want it smooth and. No, you, you want like you want some mounds down there. You want bulge and yes. you want, but you don't. This isn't ideal. No, you it's know, just like leg. Yeah, leg meat. Dude. But you, do, I feel like you would. You can't have a bulge sitting <laughs> down. No, it wasn't the bulge. Isn't the problem. It was the leg meat. It was the LM. The LM. Interesting. Uh, but anyway, if somebody say Julio's a fucking loser, like I don't. That doesn't bother me at all. There's no, there's no substance. Yeah, to your credit, you were unbelievably unbothered by the whole thing with chaps. Yeah, and you asking me when he texted you, you know, is this real? (laughs) Was like, I was like, ah, welcome to Barstool, dude. (laughs) I was pretty confident that I would avoid a situation like that. First blog that happens. <laughs> I was like, you know, like I know people at Barstool like get into drama with each other. Like I just can't picture how that would happen to me. And lo and behold, <laughs> it can happen to anybody, day, dude. Day one. I definitely don't go like searching for drama. I will, I will attempt to avoid it if I can. If I can find a reasonable path forward without having to deal with it, I will take it. But you know, I enjoyed it back in the day. The drama, I, but now I'm. It's just there's you, no payoff. You like the puppet master role more though. Oh yeah, you don't like to be. Yeah, in look the what drama. I just did. I just got 20 minutes of chaps. <laughs> <laughs> we just resurfaced the entire I know, I story. I didn't say anything. I I, yeah. I really respected his the way he handled it. To be honest, like yeah. he did something. He he reacted in a certain way that I felt was unreasonable. But I was kind of like, all right, whatever. And he realized that he was wrong. He apologized to me and he public he wasn't a coward about it. He publicly like kind of fell on his own sword. And to me, I'm all about a redemption tale, dude. Like Did you tell him that Chaps is gonna text him or you just gave him the number? He didn't I don't know. Me. He didn't I, tell I, me. I don't think I said <laughs> that. Just a blind text. I also I also didn't know if if I didn't really know what, what was real. Right. I yeah. was like, What? Because his first blog was so there was so much anger and, and feeling in it, it was really that for him to make such an about face in such short time i i just didn't know what was up and versus down it's good you didn't take it personally though like i find that i don't take anything on the internet personally when i first started i definitely would comments would affect me things would upset me now it's well, what just do you mean? Oh, like it, in general like people because when he originally general. wrote the blog i did take it personally Oh, yeah. But, but I wasn't going to, like, do anything. But in the back of your head, were you like, this is good because yeah. people are going to read it? That's it, where my it, mind automatically yeah. goes. Even if we do, like, something terrible on the show, I'm like, if this is so bad, right. it, it will get clicks. That's good. It yeah. hurt me a little, but I was all, but the silver lining was very clear. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Like, this is a good thing because it'll make people read it more. Hopefully, I don't get too many nasty death threat type messages. Um Yeah. Being branded as the Taliban sympathizer is is a little different from being like the guy at Barstool who's got pee on his pants. Right. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Look at that guy over there. He peed your pants. <laughs> oh, it's pee pee pants. Look out. Well, to anybody, like, I mean, the series is coming out soon. And anybody who had any questions about whether or not I'm a Taliban <laughs> sympathizer, you will see that I'm not. Um, yeah. And as if, the, if, it, if it isn't already completely obvious. I don't think I've ever had any controversies here. In that sense. I was going to ask, yeah. Like, you've had, obviously... 
I've had um, a few. You've had a few. You've had a few. You've had that. I don't think of... I have. Even at the Duncan Awards, when I wasn't dressed up, I somehow escaped that. You didn't get in trouble for that. Nothing. Really? I fly under the radar. How? I have no You're idea. You're seven feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> I think you fly no over the. I'm I'm out of That's range. Cool. Yeah. yeah. No. Nothing. Yeah, I was thinking we would. Okay. Yeah. Patty, we receive emails on this show, and we okay. like to share them. So uh be good to hear your opinion on, on Let's do it. This. Let's get Pat in the mix here with some emails. Um, okay, this is good. Relationship question. Um, hey, guys, question for you. Is it okay for a significant other to show their friends texts from when you get into a fight? A small, dumb fight that doesn't mean too much. We all assume they talk to their friends about. But one of the bad fights where you both are really upset with each other and go back and forth, is it fair game to find out your partner showed all their friends your texts back and forth? Ooh. It's pretty good. I actually just got into an argument about this with my significant other because I think he involves like our, his friends too much in it. I he don't think it's appropriate to, at all. He tries I think to it, like. It, yeah. it needs to be internal. Like you got to yeah. figure it out yourself without outside opinions. So here's the problem. I get the incentive for wanting to get an outside opinion because when you're having this fight in a vacuum like that, there's no perspective and they might be saying something that is completely wrong. And you're like, how do you not get it? Everybody on earth would agree with me, Yeah. but there's no way for you to like prove that. You know what I mean? So how do you not get gaslit, but also kind of show popular support for your opinion? What is gaslighting? I don't even know. I've, I've done a lot on this. I've thought a lot about this. I've done research on it. It's you just trick someone into thinking they're wrong? The, the basic idea of, of gaslighting is to uh, make someone doubt their own reality mm. or their own version of reality. Oh, I do that all the time for people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like a great skill to have, right? An example would be if... Um, <laughs> is that? I'm sorry, is that wrong? Well, right. The joke I used to tell is like, in other words, confusing people. And right. there's a pretty strong defense for it. Use your fucking brain. Right. Like, I used to get gaslit from my whole childhood, but we didn't call it gaslighting. <laughs> we just called it church. <laughs> um, but look, on this topic, I think that... Um, Can't get over how you're sitting. I'm not moving, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not moving. <laughs> you look like you're afraid we're going to sack tap you at all, <laughs> at all times. Uh no, on this topic, I think that's totally unacceptable to be sharing fights on text with other people. And I think there's two reasons for it. One, that's that should be personal, sacred information. And and two, I I think that our my relationship in some ways, you could call it a brand. I care about the way that my wife and I are perceived at, together. Right. And why would I want to hurt our brand, whether it's something that she said to me or something I said to her, by by showing holes in our relationship to friends or even family? I want people to think they're a great couple. Right. They love each other. They have their shit together. Let's invite them over for dinner. Let's go on a ski trip with them. Instead of like, man, I don't know if we should go on a ski trip with them. What if they erupt and have another fight about that <laughs> bullshit thing they had? Another fight, you know? Like, yeah. I don't want, I don't want to to show holes in our mechanisms or our or any of that. There's nothing trashier than a couple just fighting yeah. in front of people. That's just that's white trash, especially if there's booze involved. Right, that's trash. It's one thing, and 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 to to fight in front of another group of people, obviously not great. 
But then to go out of your way to show someone a fight that you had in private, which they would never have found out about, seems like so self-sabotaging. I, I, I can't... Well, you need to... Okay, so this brings up a good point. You need to have the right people to talk about about stuff like this. If your girlfriend is doing something shitty to you or whatever, um, whoever your partner is, and you are telling... You know, you probably shouldn't tell your parents because your parents will like forever hold a grudge against the person. Right. See, I would tell my parent, my mom something before I told a friend. But it just depends. Maybe that's the kind of relationship you have right. with your mom where she won't hold it against your partner or whatever. Like, I, I don't know. So to me, it's like you have to pick who you're going to talk to about it. You have to be able to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this idea that you and I can fight and I'm not allowed to talk about it to right. anybody ever. That's unreasonable. So maybe showing the text isn't okay, but like surely it's okay to confide in friends. If you have an argument and you're looking for guidance, but then it's I like, mean, I've got that's happened and I've gone out want. and if you are with the person that you know, they're talking to, then it's like this person has like privy information about our relationship. That just feels wrong and strange. This is why I would, this is where I would advocate for therapy. Right. Agreed. You need a, agreed. you need a, someone who is sworn to secrecy, but is an advocate for you, but also someone who can uh, provide perspective from both sides and try to talk you back towards the middle reconciliation uh and, and and but we'll never share what you're saying with anyone Anonymous. or judge either of you have either of you bumped into a, th- a therapist in public no therapy's gay i don't go to that <laughs> not therapy what am i mentally weak of course not <laughs> no i've never bumped into a therapist i had a therapist i had a therapist in college but no i've never bumped into a therapist outside i've not well i've only i've only ever really seen one uh, whom, whom i've seen for a long time but uh, no, I've not seen her. I wonder if it's like a Stranger Things moment where like you bump into them and you like the earth shatters, like you open a portal. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. not supposed to see them. I you never ignore have each other. I would be aren't extremely you, uncomfortable if I ran. Into aren't you like not allowed to talk with them? I don't know. I thought I don't even know. I say hi. Well, my therapist was really <laughs> intense, dude. And say hi. Guy or girl? Guy. And the yeah. way if I had seen him in public, it would have made me really uncomfortable because of how intense he was. He 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 was just so direct, so serious. If I tried to like make it light, I would get him to crack a joke sometimes. But he'd be like, "See, Julia, you're performing again. This is Ooh, yeah, yeah, you I perform." That. I used to get that a lot. And then he'd be like, "I was like, yeah, I was thinking about her, like I was talking about my ex girlfriend. I think I've told you guys this, but at one point he goes, you were thinking of her. Were you thinking about fucking her? Oh, oh my like, god! Fuck? I'm thinking about fucking you with that I was accent. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> my god! That's like that scene from uh, I think it's called Closer." The Closer, the movie with oh, yeah. Clive Owen oh, yeah. and Natalie Portman and Julia Roberts, where he's like, she was like, you were thinking about fucking her. How was it? And he's like, like you, but better. You know? <laughs> oh, God. Um, I can't remember the whole scene, but boy, it's intense. Crazy, dude. It's um, intense. Therapists are told to avoid encountering their patients in public, and they're not allowed to say hi to them. Well, I guess they can, but it says they're advised not to, but unless the patient says hi to them, they could talk to them. Interesting. Oh. Yes. Maybe they just like wink at you from afar. <laughs> Dude, this is fucked up. This is, I hope. Maybe. It's like running into a mangy pit bull. <laughs> um, say hi to it only if it says hi to you first. Um, I Let think... the therapist smell your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Good boy. All <laughs> uh, right, I guess that's it. Um, Pat, you got anything you want to plug here? Uh, out and about Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, I've already found podcasts. That's oh, yeah. it. Hell yeah. Uh, we got some facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Were they lying? Were they lying? Facts with Ryan. Uh, 
we have a couple today. We do facts at the end of the episodes. All right. For things that are very important that we miss. So what does it mean if a bird poops on you? When it comes to symbolic meaning of a bird dropping its poop on you, most, cu- most cultures do believe it's a sign of good luck. After all, birds are considered symbolic creatures that are signs of freedom, nature, blessings, and even wisdom. <laughs> nice, Ryan. And why do eyes water when we throw up? Eyes water from pressure on an inverted diaphragm. There we go. Thank you, Ryan. Very nice. Thank you, Ryan. Very, very nice. There you go. I guess Patty's diaphragm was inverted. Flip that thing over. Diaphragm. Uh, Julia, you got some stand-up comedy coming up? Yeah, I do. Uh, June 13th, 14th, 15th, I'm at Goodnights in Raleigh, Zanies in Nashville, and The Punchline in Atlanta uh, in consecutive days. A little Southern swing. Excited to see all you guys out there. NotJulio.com for tickets. Uh, Also, I'm at Vulcan Cast Company in Austin, Texas, July 14th. NotJulio.com. What about you, Francis? Awesome. I will be at the Pittsburgh City Winery, June 8th and 9th. Um, I'm going to be in Seattle, Tacoma, and Spokane, Washington, July 19th and 20th, I think. Uh, And then lots of dates coming up in the fall as well. All tickets, FrancisEllis.com. That's Hoops the Podcast. Go listen to Out and About with Pat and Joey. Much love, everybody. See you next week.